0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is Friday. It is early May and uh, happy you're here. Happy I'm here. I don't I don't even know what that means. Uh, But anyways, somewhat of a busy week. Somewhat not of a busy week. Next week will be really busy. I am headed to Seattle on Sunday for Microsoft's Build Conference. And uh, yeah, if you're going to be there, we're having a meetup on Tuesday at the Pine Box from 7 to 9 p.m. And if you can't make that meetup, we will be in Washington, D.C. at Shift Happens, uh, which is a digital collaboration conference and all that good stuff. Um, We'll also be having a meetup there. So you can find links to all that stuff below. But let's just dive in because there was a lot of news. Not a lot of news, some outages, some things to talk about. Um, kicking things off, Apple announced their earnings, which by all by all benchmarks realistically was a very healthy quarter. I mean, they had 11.6 billion in net income on 58 billion in revenue. That is a significant amount of number but but it is not matching growth or anything like that from their previous years where they were just kind of growing like crazy. And their iPhones, which they are no longer reporting as individually sold items, unfortunately, uh, and they're doing that because for obvious reasons they're selling less of them. Yeah. Anyways, so iPhones for the quarter made up 31 billion of the 58 billion in revenue, which is about 53 percent, which is why people are so fixated on iPhone sales because that's where Apple's growth was coming from. Granted, they are doing, uh, they did do well in wearables, and I even think the iPad did all right. And they have these big initiatives around services that uh, I think investors are hoping are going to do well for Apple. We will see. We will see. Um, not a bad quarter. I mean, any company that brings in $11.6 in net income, it's hard to be look at them and say, hey, that was not a good quarter. I mean, they've got a ton of money. They have a ton of money, and they are perfectly fine. And the iPhone is going to stick around. It's basically reached the Windows PC kind of market right where it's gonna be stable for a really long time we don't expect any crazy growth there's gonna be fluctuations up and down Um, but it's just kind of there like that's where we're roughly at peak smartphone Uh, we've seen it from other vendors where they're stagnating as well it's just there's only so many phones that can be sold and people only buy so many phones and they're lasting longer and they're quite frankly better phones you can hold on to them for longer times and so less people need phones and uh yeah So I I don't think Apple's doomed by any means. I I really don't think that. Anyways, uh, Facebook Messenger, if that really makes you happy, is coming to Windows and Mac. And also Facebook had their developer conference, which was a a big smoke and mirror thing, personal opinion there, that they're going to pivot to privacy, but I don't believe that at all. And uh, anyways, Facebook got a major redesign as well, if that is your slice of the internet. Um, I personally don't use Facebook, but that's just, that's me. Um, HoloLens 2 on the Microsoft lot side, um, I jumped, jumped the gun there a little bit. So Microsoft announced yesterday a bunch of their build-related announcements, not all of them. Um, there's still going to be a lot coming next week. I, I know that for a fact, but Microsoft wanted to get some of them out of the way. And so yesterday they announced that the HoloLens 2, which was announced at Mobile World Congress, is going to have a developer edition, which when I read that news, I was like, oh, this is great. It's going to be an easier way for developers to get HoloLens 2. Not really. Uh, it still costs thirty five hundred bucks. If you want a normal Hololens two, it's still thirty five hundred bucks. But this one comes with some Azure credits, um, and then obviously uh, the Unity engine for Unreal Engine. What is? Oh God, I should probably know this off the top of my head. Whatever the Epic engine is, uh, that is coming at the end of the month. I cannot think of the name for whatever reason. And so, anyway, so Developer Edition thirty five hundred bucks. Last time around, when they were selling the Hololens One, the retail version or business version was five grand, and the developer version was thirty-five hundred. So I think a lot of people were saying, "Oh, developer edition should be cheaper," but it's not. It's basically the same price, but you do get some extra freebies in there as well. Um, other things that are happening with Microsoft plug-and-play functionality is coming to IoT. So if you're not familiar with devices on the edge, if the, as they like to call it, no, not the edge, the browser edge of like the factory and all that stuff connecting it up to the cloud service can be a pain in the butt microsoft is creating an open framework to make that process significantly easier and to scale out and because why doesn't that that edge network need its own database microsoft is bringing sql to the edge as well because everybody needs a database announcement at their own uh developer conference and then the other thing too is microsoft has announced a blockchain service which is like i'm not a big fan of blockchain but I. You know it is what it is it's a technology and people are using it and uh actually somewhat surprisingly jp morgan is using this service for their ethereum platform and uh yeah so microsoft's got that going on but then unconveniently timed for microsoft yesterday their entire cloud platform kind of died Uh, They had a, a, a tried and true issue, which we have all probably experienced at some point, a DNS problem that took down networking across the globe. This wasn't isolated to a single area. I mean, if you looked at their status dashboard, which is a very much a lagging indicator, but they did eventually update it. The entire globe was out with a DNS issue, except for Azure Government. So I don't know what that says about Azure Government, but clearly it's segmented in uh, a way differently than their traditional cloud service, uh, probably for security reasons and all that good stuff, and it played to their benefit. But anyways, um, it took down... Almost everything. Um, not everyone had the issue, as with DNS problems typically typically are. Some people couldn't get access to OneDrive. People were reporting that Sea of Thieves online play was offline. Um, there are other Xbox Live related issues. Some people couldn't get the SharePoint online. Whatever it was, uh, it lasted about an hour. It lasted about an hour. It, it was pretty substantial, and the, the Twitters, if you will, was blowing up. That's actually how I got tipped off on it, and not a good look for Microsoft. And it was really just inconveniently timed because. All the build news was embargoed for 5 p.m. Eastern time and their cloud service was down roughly from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. And so there you go. Anyways, uh, more build news and information coming Next week and just be on the lookout for that. It's going to be there's some good stuff. I think some good stuff Um, on the game side. Not a whole lot happened in the world of games. Obviously, this week, as I posted a video up earlier, uh, xCloud hit a major milestone, the take home release, which basically means that people working on the platform can now take home xCloud, not really take it home, but you know what I mean, access it from home. And uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for xCloud. Um, other things happening: uh, Games with Gold, Marooners, The Golf Club 2 featuring the PGA Tour, which I'm actually excited about. Haters gonna hate. And Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon, and Comic Jumper are your Games with Gold for the month of May. Now. Diving into the questions here, we got a bunch in the hat, and we are going to go give them a look. Uh, Seattle, Mike says, who I'm guessing is from Seattle, and maybe I will see him next week at the Pine Box on Tuesday if he's around. Uh, hi, Brad. What are you most looking forward to learning more about at Build? Well, there's two ways, two questions here. One, what am I most most looking forward to at Build is the sappy and tried and true answer of I'm actually. It's just nice. These are like these events are always kind of like reunions because where I get to see all my friends um, because we all go. To the same events but there's only really like four microsoft events a year so i get to meet up with all friends and meet a bunch of readers and all that stuff that's my favorite part um what am i looking forward to more about i'm I'm looking to see how microsoft is looking to differentiate its new browser right uh they've got edgium or the new edge if you will i'm curious to see how microsoft is going to if they're going to talk about how they're going to pivot and position this uh, application to be differentiated from chrome that is kind of a big deal because microsoft has has a lot in the works. Uh, trying to make this browser, the enterprise browser, the every browser that we want to use, the non the non-chrome Chrome, if you will. And so that is probably the biggest thing on my agenda. and I'd also love to see um, kind of what other streaming cloudy things they've got working on. They usually don't talk about gaming too much, but typically you can find some stuff in between the lines if you know what I mean. Uh, Gamezone says, does it make sense? for Microsoft to release their games on Steam when they are hard at work on a new store experience on the PC. I think the PC release of Halo Master Chief Collection would be a great way for them to show off their upcoming store, but they didn't. Well, first off, Master Chief Collection, which I forgot to conclude this earlier, as we all know, has been delayed. Um, hearing that there's, there's some shuffling going on around inside uh, those studios because of the delays, and obviously Microsoft didn't want to delay this, that's why they announced it and said it was coming, and now it's delayed, and that's not a good sign of confidence when the PC ports are already delayed, and we already know that the Xbox version when it was launched was a dumpster fire, and it's it just making me a little nervous that the PC version has to come out completely polished, otherwise it's going to be a little, they're, they're going to get a lot of backlash, and, and they know this. Um, to your point though, why are they releasing that on Steam? One, I think they're trying to just one, sell as many PC games as possible. They know that if they put it on Steam, they're going to get a much larger audience than if it's just in their own store. We, we know that. Um, you're going to, I'm laughing because you're thinking of Rocket League not being in Steam anymore. Um, technically, it'll still be updated. But let's just be honest, guys. If they pull the game from the store and they say they're going to update it, there will be a day when they do no longer update the Steam version. Just mark my word. It may not be soon, but it will happen eventually. It most definitely will. Um, so why wouldn't they be using this to show off their new store on the PC? One, it could, it could be a couple things, right? We still don't know that they're not. We we haven't heard that they're not. We just know that it's not going to be the only thing in there, right? Um, two, we don't know how far along that PC version is, right? They need to get the Halo Master Chief Collection out the door, and that might be a higher priority than trying to align it to the store version. Um, while that might seem a little counterintuitive, if the plans materialize like we think they are, where there's going to be a lot more Xbox games on the PC, they're going to have many opportunities to do this, including potentially Halo Infinite. So Mr. PKI says, what are you most looking forward to seeing at E3, even if you're not attending? Yes, I'm not going to be attending this year. I'm going to be on vacation during that time. Um, I'm still going to be covering I'm going to be watching it from my hotel room, probably at the... <laughs> with my wife staring at me angrily asking why I'm not on the beach. Uh, but I will be watching it just because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to seeing at E3 are the specs for the next generation consoles. Well, I have a pretty good idea. It will be very reassuring to hear Microsoft talk about these things more confidently and more publicly. That way we know uh, what to expect as these products materialize. TrueStar says... Hi, Brad. Could you please enlighten us on a possible acquisition of the Crytek Studios by Xbox to be confirmed at this E3 2019? Heard it's happening and Rise 2 could be as well happening someday if the acquisition rumor is true. Um, Acquisition rumors are very, very hard to lock down. Now, would this surprise me if this is happening? Not at all, because you got to remember Rise of Rome was a big deal for Microsoft. It's again, easy acquisition, easy first party IP that they could pick up. Uh, I haven't personally heard anything. But again, acquisitions happen at a level that is different than um, the building of products and building of applications and building of services, right? These are very high level things. And so they're much harder to get a grip on. And I uh, candidly, I don't have any contacts at Crytek because trying to keep contacts at every game studio would be nearly uh, would be a little ludicrous. And I typically focus on Microsoft. So unfortunately, I haven't heard anything. That being said, I know that Microsoft is very much looking to poach more studios, so that would not surprise me at all. Uh, let's see, Deuce, oh gosh, people in your usernames make it real real interesting. Uh, Deucero asks, he says, hey, do you think xCloud will be free with Xbox Gold and Game Pass subscribers, aka Game Pass Ultimate? I do think, well, free is an interesting I don't think the right word. Bundled, I think, is the better word. Will Will XCloud be free? I don't think it'll be free. I think it'll be included in other subscription services. I can't imagine that Microsoft is going to have Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass x x cloud like three different subscription services all running at the same time one it's just awkward marketing there's too much confusion i suspect that it's going to be lumped into a game pass subscription it's just going to be in there right it's then i wouldn't it surprise me to see them increase the price of potentially game pass or something like that and say hey look x clouds now in there, free uh well, free i shouldn't use that word bundled in there but i don't think it's going to be free as in anybody can go play it anywhere without paying a dime um, you will have to be subscribed to either gold or potentially gold and game pass uh to get that or it's just gonna come in and you're just gonna say hey I'm just gonna grab ultimate and then just have everything included. Uh Brother Nod says, what's your favorite daily drinking scotch? Oh, a little alcohol question. It is early in the morning. And what's your favorite s- special occasion scotch? Favorite special occasion scotch is Abelor. Uh, that is delicious. It's kind of got a a a mapley it almost smells like a waffle to some extent or a pancake, but it's it is very good. Um what is your favorite daily drinking Scotch? Typically, maybe Johnny Walker Black, but that's a little generic. Uh, Macallan 12 is pretty, like if I go to a bar or something, it's typically Macallan 12 is what I will order because that's pretty ubiquitous. Um, at, at my house, though, I do have a bottle of Johnny Walker Black and uh, Aberlour and um, Aberfeldy. Upstairs. So, uh, PS4 was 30% more powerful than Xbox One, 1.3 versus 1 teraflops. Xbox One X is 50% more powerful than the PS4 Pro, 6 versus 4 teraflops. Microsoft claims that they want anaconda to be the fastest console can we expect the difference of this magnitude or will it be barely faster than playstation 5 now i don't know explicitly what the t-flops of uh well i don't even think sony and microsoft know the explicit t-flops they definitely have target performances remember hardware is one thing Software is another. They, they can build the hardware and then they're going to build it, uh, the initial drivers and all that stuff and they're going to get a performance benchmark and then they're going to let them these things mature and they're going to get better at it and they're going to make better drivers and they will get higher performance. That being said, I realistically think that a lot of the performance gains are going to come down to a couple things here on the consoles because, again, AMD is building both the CPUs and both the GPUs. So, Clock speed is gonna be a big differentiator, so which means cooling is going to be a d- big differentiator. Higher clocks mean more cooling is needed. Uh, RAM is gonna be a big deal, what speed of the RAM. Storage will also be a big deal. Although Sony made a huge deal about storage and their custom controllers and all that stuff. Uh, I, I'm not so convinced that that is it because you can just go grab like NVMe technology, my, Microsoft can, I believe that's what they're using, their dev kits, and that stuff is pretty damn fast. And I don't know how much faster you need it to be. But anyways, I digress. I don't think it's gonna be like a massive jump in something like the PlayStation 5 is nine teraflops and Microsoft comes out with 14 teraflops. I don't think that's gonna be it. I bet we see, again, this is speculation. I bet it's somewhere between like five and 10%. That is my kind of gut, because again, AMD is building the core components. And while there's only so many ways you can skin the cat, right? You can, there's only so many ways you can build a Zen 2. Unless Microsoft or Sony is just not caring about losing money on the hardware, which I don't think is true. I think they wanna to try to break even because again, they need to make money, their businesses, um, they, they, they're not, I don't see Microsoft coming out and saying, hey, we have 32 cores and 64 threads. Uh, I, I, I realistically think it's gonna be an eight core, maybe 16 thread CPU. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm expecting, something along those lines. And that's already kind of what Sony announced, although technically they only announced eight cores, they didn't say how many threads. So keep that in mind. Point being, I expect that the Microsoft is going to try to make Anaconda more powerful, but it's not going to be like a generational leap in performance difference. It's going to be, I would bet it's more something like the PS4, maybe even less than that. Um, well, I know it's less than that since I said roughly 10%. But you got to remember 10% at the higher, higher end, uh, especially if they hit that 10 teraflops performance benchmark, that would be one teraflop. So... Yeah, keep that in mind. We will hopefully learn more here uh, in the not too distant future. Brett B says, uh, when do you expect registration for Ignite to open up? And do you have any hotel recommendations for Orlando? Um, So yes, and no. I don't know exactly when registration opens up, but I, th- I honestly think it's sometime around now. It might be after build. Actually, I bet it is after build, but it's, it's relatively far out. Um, as for hotel recommendations, I can tell you where I almost always stay, uh, because this is the press hotel for Ignite. There is a, a hotel that is literally attached to the convention center. I, th- I believe it's a Marriott. I believe it's a Marriott. And it has a whole bunch of pools. It's great for the kids. And so that is the one that I recommend because that's the one that I stay at. I I can't tell you about all the other ones um, because I haven't stayed there. But obviously the goal at Ignite is to be closer to the convention center because if I'm not sure if you're familiar with Orlando, although it is later in the year. It's typically very hot, typically very sticky. Um, So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Sydney 2K says, hey, Brad, given that E3 is the biggest event on the North American gaming calendar, it would make sense that Google would be there to promote Stadia. Uh, What are the chances that Google could try to pull a rug out under Microsoft and try to outshine Xbox, either in presentation or on the floor? I'd love listening to your friends. Well, thanks for listening. Um, I I will be surprised if Google is not there, right? If Google is serious about gaming, how could they not go to Stadia or go to Stadia, go to E3? More specifically, it's right in their backyard. E3 is taking place out in California. Google is out in California. It is right there. Like, it's not like a big... They got to pack up all the gear and move. If Google is not at E3, that's going to be real interesting because how are they going to connect to gamers, um, especially if they're launching this year? If they're going to launch, they have to have games. And if, if they want people to actually pay for the service, they need to connect to the gamers. That means that marketing machine has to be in full swing. And where? what better place to do it than E3? We haven't heard anything from Google yet, but I would have to think that they're there. And if they're not, that's going to be a pretty big blow to their marketing um, efforts right they kind of came out of the gate and said here it is it's coming later this year here's some demos here's some hardware the controller and all that good stuff it was it was a good announcement but we haven't heard anything since we haven't we didn't hear anything about the games and so hopefully they I, I realistically hope that they do show up and talk about all their games I don't think they're gonna have any major exclusives you know I don't quote me on that I don't think I haven't heard anything but at the same time they've got to come out and start talking about this stuff if they want people to show up on day one and start paying for it uh, jW Pear says, have you experienced any sleep issues with the Surface Book? If so, how do you diagnose and resolve them? The Surface Book 2 has recently started in the past month, at least when I noticed having issues where the battery drains heavily during sleep 40% overnight. Wow. Uh, I tried the following steps to diagnosis, power config, sleep study. Uh, My Surface is no longer under warranty, so I hope they'll get the help from Microsoft here's what I would first suggest. If you are near a Microsoft store, take it to them. They're actually quite good at helping out with these types of things. And they can probably give you some stuff, um, at least some advice, if nothing else, a little bit of help. I will tell you that they have been known to not worry about when the warranty expired on this stuff, as long as it's not like physical damage from breaking. Um, So I would, that would be my first step is to reach out to them. Um, Two, make sure you're not on insider builds. If you're having these issues and you're on insider builds, get your machine out of that stuff. And then try it again, because that is not a good place to have issues. Because there's not a lot of support and Microsoft doesn't guarantee the performance and all that stuff. Me personally, on this Surface Book 2 back here, 15 inch, the biggest issue I honestly have with this is just sometimes getting it to wake up from sleep. Um, Like you press the power button, nothing happens. And you have to do that hold power button uh, volume down, I believe. And then it does that hard reboot. That's the biggest issue I have is that I, I just can't get it to come back to life. Um, so I haven't had any sleep specific battery drain issues, but I have had waking up from sleep issues, which has been a long tried and true issue of the surface brand. And then model training model train man says what's happening with Xbox games on windows and play anywhere where all Xbox games be on windows eventually. So we Microsoft, again, hasn't clearly stated what is going on here yet. We've seen some things with, like, State of Decay being able to play that were being served up from the Xbox server onto Windows. So their goal is to make PC gaming and Xbox gaming really, really, really close. And you can already tell that too by look at the next-gen hardware. You've got a Zen 2 processor. You've got um, Navi graphics. These are all AMD staples, very close to just kind of off-the-shelf off the type things, which is very PC-like, right? And so it is my understanding that GameCore is going to make the PC and Xbox much closer in gaming and make it much more possible to bring next-gen Xbox games over to the PC. And that is their goal because, again, Microsoft knows that Sony has a, a pretty sizable advantage in the hardware space when it comes to play, the last generation PlayStation. And they've already said that PS4 and PS5 will cross play or cross play or support both generations, at least initially. And so Microsoft needs that extra bump to push developers. Like, look, okay, we've got Xbox consoles, which has, you know, we'll just say 50 million, which might be a little generous. And then we've got PC gaming, which is how many ever hundreds of millions, um, write your game once it runs on both platforms. You can sell it through one store and get access to all those users. It's a good narrative, We'll wait and see. Microsoft is working there. Game Core is the big thing that I'm looking for. Um, I'm gonna look and see if they talk about this at all at Build next week. And I'm not. Prom- I'm not. I haven't heard anything yet. But sometimes you can find that stuff in the weeds, and that is what I'm gonna be looking for up at. Uh, well, when I'm poking around Microsoft's campus. So, folks, that wraps it up for today. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be here next week. Although, look, it's gonna be a little bit more sporadic next week, obviously, because I'm in Seattle. And we got to see what we can dig up and have a good time up there. Uh, If nothing else, have yourselves a wonderful week.